Hey, 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 everybody. Thanks for coming back and joining us yet again for another episode at Flawed and Free Podcast. I thank you all for tuning in for yet another fantastic episode. So we are talking on our fatherhood series, and I have a wonderful special guest here today. And his name is Donald. Hi. How you doing, Donald? Good, good, good. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. So um, I have Donald on tonight, and he's actually more than special to me. He's like family to me. So if you guys listen to the first episode of our fatherhood series where my daughter spoke about some of her feelings on being a fatherless child and some of her thoughts on divorce and the feelings and spirit of rejection that she experienced. She made mention in that podcast about this wonderful young brother in front of me. And so he has played a role in my children's life. And so he totally fits the surrogate portion of single surrogate and spiritual. And so I did describe in the prior episode kind of what I perceived as being a surrogate. And in my opinion, I mean, Webster's have their definition of what a surrogate is. But he has stepped in as an, an authority fatherly figure. And I think that my surrogates that have been talking on my fatherhood series are extra, extra special to me because it's one thing to choose or maybe even not choose. You put yourself in a place where you maybe become a father or a mother, maybe it was planned or not planned. Maybe you had a child in marriage or out of wedlock. But when you choose to be and step in to t- to come into a child's life and help rear and help them grow and allow them to have a safe space with you and you know maybe not necessarily replace what they don't have but contribute towards their growth and so you know while we're talking about it we I thank you so much Donald for the role that you played with my children and the decision that you've made just as you saw a need and you stepped in in so many ways to help support my children so it's a blessing and an honor to have you here talking with us today. Well, it's um, I mean, it, it's an honor to be able to um, to be able to, you know, help. And, um, you know, you have you have great kids and that's just uh, <laughs> that's just, uh, you know, it's a passion of mine. You know, um, like you said, you said something when you say you see a need and and you step in. And, and, and that, that's just what I've done for how long have we been running? What, three years? Yeah, a couple years. years yeah, like yeah, a couple years. I can remember the first day Dad said, hey, we got to pick this little boy up and take him to school. <laughs> and I was like, well, he, he lived close to the school than we do. Why we got to pick him up? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and just instantly when I picked up little yeah. X, man, you know, it just, the, the relationship started. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'll tell you where me and I's relationship started mm-hmm. is when she would come and pick X up from the house. Mm-hmm. And we would talk, and uh, when I would drop X off, we would talk, and and uh, fast forward when we moved over to the other side of Mansfield, we finally got a chance to really meet each other, 
And that was at the point to say, okay, both of these kids got a gift. And um, I'm not saying that, you know, not all kids have gifts because they do, but when as a as an adult, when you can see that gift, you have to do your part um, as what our parents say, that it takes a village to raise a child. And definitely when you see kids that have a need yeah. and they have a gift, you have to step in and do what you can do um, as a, not only as a parent, but as an adult. And that's just what I've done with the, with the, with the not only Lanaya yeah. and, and Xavier, but you know, there's other kids that come over to the house that um, that I have you know a similar relationship with. Um, but like I said, it's been an honor as well. You know, it's it's I love to see them grow and and what they've accomplished. And I see little X is playing basketball yeah. now. I never would have thought he would have <laughs> dribbled a basketball. No. You know, but. But uh, Devin says that he he can shoot, you know. So he can actually. <laughs> he can. That shocked me. And that's and and, and that's that's forty percent of the game. You know, you got to put the ball in the holes. So right. Uh, not not that I don't have confidence in my baby, but you know, I'm one of those real moms. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm not gonna just stroke your ego just for the sake of doing it, just because you my child. Absolutely. I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let you know. Hey, 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 hey. Don't, you might want to work on that right, just a little right, bit more right. before you put that out to the world. You might. <laughs> You know, because, I mean, I, I just think it's our responsibility Absolutely. as parents to, you know, not only nurture them and support them in their dreams or whatever it is that they desire in their lives, but but to also tell them the truth. Life is real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so the best way you possibly can, because let me tell you, the world out here, it's not, it's, I tell my kids all the time, don't nobody love you like mm-hmm, I love you. Mm-hmm. Even when I tell you something you might not want to hear. Trust that it's coming from the mm-hmm. best place possible because Absolutely. everybody out here, they're going to tell you things that they want you to, that you, you want to hear. They're going to do things to they. But me, I have no motive. Absolutely. I have nothing to gain. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> there's, there's a big saying that I say not only when I'm, um, when I'm talking to, you know, kids, but also when I'm talking to my brothers or I'm, um, yeah. You know, if they come to me, if they need something or if they're saying, Donald, you know, I'm struggling with life, you know, yeah. or I'll just do this. And, you know, I try to come to a place to where I'm not talking to you saying that, oh, I read this in a book. I have this big saying um, that I say, I'm telling you what I know, not what I heard. Hmm. And that's how we have to be with our kids is that we have to tell them we're not telling them what we read in a book. We're telling you we made those mistakes. Okay. Our parents didn't tell us this. So I'm telling you that. Um, it's 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 not from what we saw on TV or what these kids look at now. YouTube. We didn't YouTube how to raise you. I'm raising you because I've been through this. Okay. I've been there before. You know, my dad didn't do this, so I'm gonna do this with you. You know, so uh, that's probably a segue in what we're gonna talk yeah, about tonight. So yeah, actually, uh, whenever you yeah. want to jump into it, I'm ready. I'm, I'm I'm ready for you. Yeah. So you know, in in the prior episode, we talked about there's several that are gonna be in this in the um, fatherhood series in total. So I don't know where this one's gonna fall exactly. However, um, one of the main themes of what I've been wanting to discuss with all of the men that have been coming on is. Comparing and contrasting their earthly father and their perception of that to their heavenly father. 
And so, you know, I've asked some of the background in history of, you know, did you have a father in your home growing up? Were you like some children or most children statistically growing up without a father in the home? And what the dynamics of that actually looks like? So uh, um, so I'll back up a little bit um, and kind of give you a, a precursor to, 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 to your question. Okay. Um, so... Uh, biologically, I have a sister, an older sister. We are eight years apart. No, 72, 79, that's what, seven years, seven years apart. Okay. Um, so, um, obviously, we didn't really grow up together, right? Right. In the midst of all that, I had an adopted brother, Jazz. Um, so, the reason why I'm telling you that is it has set up the, the the story to your question of can you have a father in the home but he's not really in the home right so my story is is um we're all my parents originated from east texas marshall texas country um humble that whole down home Mm -hmm. you know if i can tell you down home blues you know that's 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 my parents background with that putting the pig in the ground you you know smoking them moonshine (laughs) yeah yeah all that yeah all that so um fast forward what that brings me to is my grandfather um you know i always thought he was the best guy in the world you know um i didn't know a lot about my grandfather though um, but what I knew about him, um, what I can remember before he passed, is that he was one of the greatest man ever. You know, he taught me how to hunt. He taught me how to build a stand from with my hands. Um, he was an entrepreneur. He was the only African American to own a mechanic shop in Marshall, Texas. Um, oh, Lyndon wow. B. Lyndon B. Johnson, Lady Bird Johnson is from. Marshall, Texas. Okay, okay. Um, Lyndon B. Johnson. You know who Lyndon B. Johnson is? Yeah, I do. I'm like, come on, bro, with this history lesson. Come on, I'm here for it. They, obviously, they were in Marshall for whatever reason. Okay. Mind you, like I said, my grandfather owns, he's the, well, he doesn't own the only mechanic shop in Marshall, Texas, but he's the only African American that owns his own mechanic shop. Okay. Somebody referred, so one of his one of Lyndon B. Johnson's cars in his motorcade broke down, and somebody referred Lyndon not Lyndon B. Johnson specifically didn't come to my grandfather. Mm-hmm. But to fast forward in the story, my grandfather fixed one of Lyndon B. Johnson's cars. Now, how that's impactful is that was at the height of racism. Oh, right. 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 Uh-huh. So you can think of what that would make me think as a young boy hearing that story and understanding how racism was back then, how impactful that was. Uh, my uncle is the one, my uncle Robert is the one who tells a story. And uh, as a little kid, uh, when this was going on, he was trying to give my grandfather a wrench. Okay. And, and a Secret Service agent made him go back to the garage. Okay. They would only let my grandfather come out there by himself and fix that car. Okay, okay. So, you know, without going too much into the story, back to how 
how much of a hero he was to me. Now, what that means is, is I'm putting that same thing on my father. Okay. Right? Okay. So, um, your question was, was can, is it possible to have a father in the home, but not have a father in the home? Mm -hmm. And my father was that, um, so, so let me make sure I'm tracking you correctly. So there was an expectation based on observation, story, background, whatever mm -hmm. it is that mm -hmm. you, you know, you've gotten over the course of time through mm -hmm. family and stories um, that you placed on your father who was in the home mm -hmm. based upon who your grandfather was. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm tracking. So, um, so I, I, I saw my, my, my father in that same light. Okay. Um, we're talking eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. Um, it wasn't until I was a young adult that I realized what this, so, um, like I said, my I, I had those expectations of my father, and I, and 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 I thought of my father like that. It wasn't until my adult life that I realized some of the things that I was lacking, or that I um, felt like that I missed. Okay. Okay. Fast forward some more. I have a son. Right. And this is where I can answer your questions. Is when I really realize what I didn't get and what I felt like not, not, not even necessarily what I felt like what I should have got okay right okay um we speaking true so, so let me let me preface this is that okay. my dad is an awesome man mm -hmm. man of God yeah. he's a family man he fears God um but he's not perfect correct um but what I wish would have happened was the he was there physically. Mm -hmm. I'm 40, um, so he's been with General Motors for well over 40 years. Oh, wow. And I mean, nothing comes before him going to work. Okay. Uh, growing up, my dad was the type of dad that you can tell him what he's going to do every day. He's going to go to the church. He's going to go to work. And that's what he did. Now, wow. he was at every football game he could be at. Mm -hmm. He was at every baseball game he could be at. He was at every, every basketball game he could be at. Um, but the mental part of raising a son, he wasn't there. Now, this ties into the reason why I told you my grandfather's background mm -hmm. because what I found out in my adult life is my grandfather was like that and I never would have thought that that's how my grandfather raised his sons so it was more of a do um um what's the word I'm looking for do what you see me do, mm -hmm. and um, and and that's it. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't. The mental part wasn't there. Right. The the the, the, the communication, the emotional connection. Mm -hmm. The um, you know, one thing I love about me and my son right now is that 
you know, um, he respects when I'm daddy and he respects when I'm the father. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. my dad, when I look back on it, my dad was the father all the time. I see. Get what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't ask daddy nothing. Nothing. Right. You know. Right. Are those eyebrows going down? Is is he mad today? Okay. You know, it it, it was, that was the fear that he, that's how he raised, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I know you're familiar with the saying of breaking that generational curse. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I felt like I was talking bad on my dad's name but I wasn't no you weren't I wasn't you weren't you know the biggest word that you said is truth 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 don't always have to hurt the truth will set you free it will set you free the truth will set you free a lot of people say the truth hurts no 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 the mm-hmm. truth will set you free mm-hmm. And um, that's what you know, that's what's wrong with our community, you know, and I, I even said that on my live. Um, I don't know if you watched my live stream the other day and I was talking about destroying the spirit of rejection. And, you know, rejection comes in many forms. It comes in the form of self-rejection, mm-hmm. rejection of others, rejection by others. Yeah. Um, it comes it, it can come through relationships. It can come through, uh, you know, careers or, or your job, right. you know, getting overlooked for a promotion. It can come from ministry. And so the, the portal, the avenue of rejection can come in, in many ways. And so in, in my opinion, and I believe there's some statistical research that can even tell you from a mental health perspective how much we suffer in our communities because we don't tell we mm-hmm. don't talk we don't talk we're talked mm-hmm. we're taught to stuff our feelings mm-hmm. and it's especially hard for men because we put this um, protector and provider which is the role of a man but we don't allow um, our young boys and our men to to really tap into their emotional side and say you know what my feelings are hurt mm-hmm. you know uh, yes I'm a man and yes I work hard and yes my job is to lead and protect and cover the family however I'm a human being right. Right. just like you and so you know that our, the role is, is so much harder and I don't think that you know in our families we have all of these secrets right mm-hmm. and we have have all these private situations and family you know stories that we stuff and hide and then we find that each generation as we pass down and as we we go through that okay this happened to my mother this happened to my sister this happened because nobody's talking about it Mm -hmm. and so we're so busy trying to make it look good because for 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 a lot of african-american families it's like don't you tell our business Mm -hmm. don't you tell nobody what's going on in this house And I think there's there's some safety to that. I believe that you should be able to discern who you tell things to. Um, God does tell us to guard our heart above all things. You know, so, yeah, we shouldn't always necessarily be an open book. Um, However, we do need to talk about the hard things. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. You were you were speaking on 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 the emotional disconnect that your grandfather 
actually kind of raised your father under and he pretty much picked up the torch and carried that through but guess what i can say this and then i'm gonna let you go jump back in that from my observation granted none of us are perfect that's why we're flawed and free right we're imperfectly perfect Mm -hmm. and so i can tell you you are an awesome father i've said it to your wife and i've said and i well that's the only person i probably would ever even mention it to um but you, I have seen characteristics in you that I don't see in many men, many fathers. And there's a, there's a real patience about you mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a, there's a real, um, it's a, it, you can tell that you are definitely a safe space, mm-hmm. like that you take your time and you are, I have watched you get up and cook fabulous breakfast and dinners and lunch and play with the kids outside and and my father was a nurturer and I think the reason why I pick it up is because I see a lot of things that you do my father did and my father cooked my father barbecued his tail off my father and I don't think I've ever told you this but these are things that I've witnessed my father was the best gumbo maker and you make a bad pot of gumbo my father I mean and he took pride in his gumbo okay it took his gumbo took two days his roux had to be right his this had to be he took pride in it but my father would enter a room and he was just like a big cuddly teddy teddy bear you know and my mother wasn't quite like that you know what I'm saying my mother wasn't as open and friendly Mm -hmm. but my daddy oh my god he would squeeze you so tight (laughs) and give you hugs to where you couldn't breathe and I remember being a child and feeling embarrassed embarrassed because my father was so loving Mm -hmm. my father was because he was kind of over the top with it Mm -hmm. and you know I mean he would just gaze in your eyes and (laughs) just be weird with it you know and I was like come on daddy like this is cool but you know my friends are around don't do this when my friends are around and the thing is he loved on them too he loved on them the way so I've seen those characteristics in you I admire them and I respect them because I was privileged enough to experience that so go ahead bro yeah um I mean honestly you know again you know I I I I I'm not sitting here. I'm not singing the um, "My Daddy Wasn't There" song. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah, no, no, no. Everything no. that you see in me is yeah. is is it's not something I read in a book or you know it's something I saw on TV and I'm trying to emulate. It's the way I was raised, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but to answer your question, you know, that which is a fabulous question of is it possible to have, you know, a I don't want to say decent dad, but mm-hmm. um. Like I said, my dad, he went to work. He worked his butt off. He kept food. And he, he kept a roof over our head. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmases were awesome. Mm-hmm. We went on vacation every year. Um, you know, but again, like you said, in the, black, in the black community, we lose that connection, that mental connection with our kids. And we've been so programmed as a black community is that, okay, Work, work, work. As long as there's food in the refrigerator, as long as there's a roof over the head, as long right. as these lights are on, as long as that water is on, you don't have nothing to complain about. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, no, we I do. That. I do. Because you know what? I play football all day and this dude knocked me in my mouth and I don't know how to get over it. Right. I feel like I'm sorry at football. 
Everybody on that field is telling me that I'm sorry. My team is telling me I'm sorry. And when I come home, the one person I would want to tell me if I'm sorry or not, if I just had a bad day, is not saying nothing. Right. So that's the point that I'm trying to make mm-hmm. is if I'm reaching any father right now, yeah. if any father is listening to me right now, talk to your kids. I'm not saying that, you know, there's another stigma in the black community is, well, don't be your kid's friend. Well, yeah, yeah. some you, you, you <laughs> got to figure out how to find that balance yeah, that's true. because you they do need a friend. That's because true. I'm going to tell you right now, this world is cruel yeah. and it's more cruel than when we grew up. Oh, yes. yes. So you definitely got to be your friend. But you know what you got to do is you got to find out how to be the adult and find that happy medium to let them know. Like I told you before we got on air is that's one thing I respect about my son is that he's not perfect and he messes up, but he knows when I'm daddy and he knows when I'm the father. Right. And he know he he knows when I go to that level. He knows it so much that sometimes he'll tell on himself because he'll say, "Dad, are you mad?" And I'm not mad. And I'll say, "What'd you do?" <laughs> and he'll tell me what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that right there lets me know that I got his mental connection. You know, I, you know what I like that you just said and that I want to co- elaborate on a little bit. You said. He knows when I'm daddy, and he knows when, when I'm the father. I'm the father. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you decipher or between the two? Um, so, what's your what's your take on? So, when I'm daddy, is hey dad, you want to go play two K? Yeah, let's go play two K, son. Okay. Hey dad, <laughs> can you come shoot some jumpers with me? Yeah, let's go play. Let's go shoot some jumpers. Where I'm father is is we get home from school and he says dad you want to go shoot some jumpers you ain't said nothing about your homework boy right right okay i got you. i got and he snaps back into okay all right you being the father right now right whereas right. if i was to put on that whole stigma of you can't be your child's friend I would never ask him about his homework. Or I would say something like, do you have homework, son? Yes, I do. Dad, can we go shoot jumpers? Okay, let's go shoot jumpers for about 20 minutes. Then we're going to come back and do your homework. Right. Well, no, that's daddy talking. Okay. Father is going to tell you, no, we're going to do that first. And then if the son's still up, then we'll go out and shoot basketball. Um, You know, there's a big thing that I get on my son about... When again to answer your question, when I'm daddy, is he knows that when we wake up in the morning, don't come downstairs without your face washed. No, <laughs> if you come downstairs, I don't care if it's six o'clock in the morning. I don't care if it's six thirty. We leave every day. When I take him to school, we leave at seven thirty. I don't care what time it is, but when you come from downstairs, you better be ready to the point to where if I say, let's go, you can walk out that door. Right. That's being the father. Father. Right. Daddy is, man, you put your shoes on. You ain't put your shoes on yet. You put your, you know, saying stuff over and over and over. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's you know I can go on and on, but yeah. it's 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 in a nutshell, it's like it's that. finding that balance to where mm-hmm. um, you're not getting angry, right? 
and they're not getting scared right. when you do get angry. Right. Because we can rewind <laughs> back to me telling you about me and my father's relationship is that that was something I feared yeah. was when he got angry. Gotcha. Oh, or, and it might not necessarily have been at me, but he wasn't. You know, we just didn't have that, hey, son, how you doing? How was your day relationship? Yeah. And it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. You know, um, the reason why it's important, honestly, I'll tell you, it's not much so important when you're a kid, but it's very, very important. It hits you when you turn into an adult. I, I disagree. I think it's just as important as a kid because I think we carry some of those childhood ideologies through up through our adulthood. I think I think a lot, and I think that's where the root comes from. A lot of our pain and a lot of the things that we do as adults stem from childhood. Well, the reason I why think, I say that is yeah. because it, I didn't notice it until I became a young. Understood. Adult, you know, so when I was a kid, I didn't realize that. You know, I was just that day. That's just daddy being, you know, that's just who my daddy is, you know, but when I became a young adult Mm -hmm. and I start experiencing kids and start being around kids and I'm not going to, you know, I'm married now, but when I was in my, in my heyday, you know, I, (laughs) you know, it was baby mamas. I didn't have no baby mamas, but there was single mothers (laughs) that I would frequent that had kids, you know, um, That I would see, you know, I would just, you know, I would see that, you know, and um, again, you know, it's, it's when I was a kid, I didn't notice it. But when mm-hmm. I became an adult and, um, you know, just through reading and, 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 you know, through God's wisdom, reading the word yeah. and um, just, you know, uh, trying to find myself and, you know, going through peaks and valleys in life and trying to figure out, ask your questions. Why am I like this? Why do I do this? Why can't I get over this? Um, that's why I'm so big about it's more impactful. So let me, okay, so let me rephrase that back to your um, disagreement. Um, maybe I should say it's more impactful to you in your adult life than it is in your child. Because when you're a child, you're going to do, if your daddy is there every day, yeah. you're going to do what he tells you to do. Yeah, correct. And that's just and what it live. is. That's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, now I get it if you're a child that didn't grow up with their father and their father wasn't at home and then you got your mom talking about your daddy ain't issing. Right. You know, then yeah, you can be like, well, man, my daddy wasn't there. So, you know, whatever. But my daddy was there. Right. My daddy worked 60, 70 hours a week. Right. You know, he bought us Christmas clothes. You know, we sat down and we wrote a Christmas list out and I, by God, there was if I wrote 10 things, eight of them were sitting up under that Christmas tree. Right, right. You know, so again, I say those things to say that if you never meet me, if you never meet yeah. me, Donald James High Sr. was a great man. Oh, for sure. He was for an sure. awesome man. For sure. But this. But would you say, and not to cut you off, but would you say that there's a difference between being present and being active? That's the point of this. That's the point. That's yeah. That's where my story is so significant to anybody who's listening because that's the the irony of the whole situation because anybody looking on the outside like man what the hell you got to complain about right your daddy was there I had friends I literally had friends that were not my friends anymore Mm -hmm. because of jealousy of my dad was there and theirs weren't got you 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 get what I'm saying so on the outside looking in you would say Donald 
What's your problem? What's your problem? Right. You know, we lived in Meadowbrook. We lived in east side, the east side of Fort Worth, Meadowbrook. Um, back then in the 80s, it was a prominent place to live. Okay. To be okay. a black person. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. Um, so, but I went to, I still stayed where my roots were. I went to school and... The hood. Okay. Right? Okay, okay. My cousins went there. My friends went there. Okay. You know? Okay. So, um, and this is something I didn't figure out until growing up as an adult either, is they looked at me differently. You know? They looked at me as you got one foot in and one foot out. Mm-hmm. You still got a pass here, but if they were listening to me now, um, they were like, what were you complaining about? So, that, so again, before we get off track, that's the significance of... Mm-hmm your podcast and me being on is to let people know that yes it is absolutely possible for you to have a present father but still go I I don't want to say astray but to still lack certain things that a father should give you understood the 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 mental part I'll tell I'll tell any any father listening you know don't let finances Dictate you being a father. Mm. Say a lot of other people Do in the not back. Not let your finances dictate you being a father. It is more to fatherhood than going up and getting up and going to work every morning. I'm gonna tell you something. The person, the brother who's out there who cannot find a job, but he is mentally in his kid's life, is gonna do better. Then that person who says, you know what, I'm doing this. I'm making this much money. What do my kids got? I, my baby mama don't have, I pay my child support. Ooh, that doesn't wee. mean anything. When I, tell you t- that's, when I tell you that's a podcast, <laughs> that's a show all by itself. That doesn't mean nothing, man. And and, and we can go so, yeah. on so many tangents oh, yeah. as a man yeah. from a financial standpoint, which it doesn't define you. But we're talking about being a father today. And again, if any per if any man is listening to this and he's struggling, you know, you're in your you're picking your kids up, you're changing diapers, you're yes. talking to your kids, but you know what, you work at Walmart, brother, hold your head up because yes. there are there are there are brothers out here that are making fifteen ten thousand dollars a month paying their child support their kids are in George their kids are going to the best schools but you know what 10 15 years from now your kids will be a, a more mentally strong and let me tell you something your child you know what you can you can you know what you can come back you can come back and say D high said this if you are in your child's life mentally I will put all the money I own that they will be more successful in their adult life than a child who has the financial support that your child doesn't have. Because they'll be mentally strong to say, you know what, my dad loves me and I'm going to go out and I'm going to create or I'm going to do what he wasn't able to do. And they may take care of you, but they're going to have the mental they're going to have the mental stability to do that. That child whose father is doing well financially and can and can provide the money, what is he teaching that child? What is he Nothing. 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 He's teaching that child nothing. So checking a box. So we, we, we may I'm, I'm I may I'm passionate about that and I may be getting off on a tangent, but at the end of the day, do not let your finances dictate 
you being a father to your child. Amen. Because if even if you just get up and go pick your child up, man, male or female, especially female, mm-hmm. um, because that's a whole other subject in it itself sure is. about how some of these girls act. It's, it, it's directly <laughs> a direct correlation of their father's relationship. Come on now, come on. And but but those are facts. I, I'm speaking strictly just as a father, male or female. It would mean more to that child. That if you can, if you can, if you have <clears throat> at least have the means to get up and take them to the park and talk to them and just ask them, how are you doing? How was your day today? Yeah. What are you struggling with? Do you have friends? What type of friends? Just just the whole thing that make up your mental capacity that builds that relationship to that child can come back and talk to you. I have kids that are not my biological kids, mm-hmm. biological kids, excuse me that they will hold on to something until they come over my house and they see their parents every single day. (laughs) But they will come to my house and they will say, Mr. Donald, can I talk to you about something? Mm -hmm. And they'll talk to me about it. I don't hold that against their parents, Mm -hmm. but it's my point in saying that at some point, I touch that child to let them know that it's okay to come and talk to me. And that's what we have to do to our kids. And to, to go back to you again, to touch on your question again of what this whole podcast is about, that's what I didn't get. Okay. So when you see me passionate about these mm-hmm. kids and you see, um, you see the, uh, what'd you say, the open arms and how kids, mm-hmm. honestly, it's, I could sit here and say, you know what, it's because I didn't get that. Right. And I honestly can't say that. Right. I can tell you I prayed about it. And it's God using me and fixing me. And at the same time, he's helping kids. So for me, it's divine. Yeah, for sure. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm doing this because I didn't get this. Now, when it's with my son, don't get me wrong. Now, my direct kids yeah, absolutely that yeah. mind comes that that thought comes in my mind that I'm gonna break that generational curse I'm not gonna raise not necessarily not raise my son the way I was raised but there are things that I'm gonna do differently, differently. Uh, when I raise my son but when my 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 uh, this is a military word this is a navy word my tertiary kids <laughs> <laughs> my tertiary kids I'm with it I'm with it they're I'm all for it. Gotcha. You know, I'm all, I'm, I'm whatever God leads me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? He's anointed you for this. You know, if you notice that a lot of people that are able to do some of the things that we do is based upon either something we lacked or something he's given us. Mm-hmm. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. and so if I'm making sense, um, he'll give you the grace that others won't have because of what you went through. And so he gives you a special anointing to be able to pour out what was never poured in because he's, it's a gifting, it's a grace that he gives you because he allowed you to go through lack 
you know, or, or, or come on the other side of something that you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a different, there's a different, it's easier for you to walk in agreement with what you desire for your family and even for your your tertiary families, mm-hmm. you know, and children. I see you come. biting off my word. Okay, right okay. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you there's a gifting and an anointing and a grace. Right. Is what I'm saying. Right. And so sometimes things happen to us because it's not always about us. Sometimes it's about the people that are connected to right. us. And as a child, you didn't know that you were going to have Devin in Dallas. Mm. I'm sure you knew you'd have kids one day. You didn't know that that you'd have an Xavier and Lanaya and Noah and and your other nieces and nephews that you helped to raise. And so there's a number of people that are connected that have all been brought into and around your space. Man, I forgot about my, 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 my nieces and my nephews. Oh, oh we didn't forget. That's we talk no, about That's them all a the whole other story. We can yeah, go into right we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't forgot because I'm an extension <laughs> of all of that. But I'm saying that to say is that, you know, be, because you've been in a place that you experience lack in an area, and as you become an adult, God has anointed and gifted you with the grace to help those children mm-hmm. and myself and my children. And only God knows who else he's put on your journey mm-hmm. as part of your assignment. Right. But because you went through or you experienced what you experience, nobody can give it but you in the mm-hmm. manner that you give it. Right. Because God anointed and graced you for this. Right. I think I think I think with that it's it's a it's a it's and again, you know, um I hate it's it's a blessing. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's 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 totally a blessing, man, because like I say, I, I was I was blessed to have both sides of the spectrum. Right. And um, you know, I'm not raising my kids from a my father was a alcoholic or right. my father beat on my mother or you know, my father wasn't there. I'm raising my son of, you know what, I'm giving you everything that he gave me and the only thing he didn't give me was the mental part of it. And if that's all the blanks I got to fill in to make sure you're going to be the man that you're supposed to be, I'm blessed. Yeah. Yeah. But your but your but your podcast and your question was is it possible to have a father in the home but quotation marks not have a father in the home and that's where I fit in that category and absolutely. There is, you know, again, another thing I want to say is that to your point is life is a feeling process. Yeah. And um, that's how we get through life is feelings. So when I see these kids, when I can change their feelings, because I'm going to tell you one thing about kids who've been through it, they know when they're going to go through it again. They can see it coming. They can see it coming. And when they've had... um, been let down and you know as many times as they have they they can see it coming again like my nieces and my nephews they know what disappointment is right. you know and safe haven was uncle donald right you know um you know with the same thing with anaya and xavier right. you know they've been through things yeah. that other kids haven't been through True. um so again i go back on the point of you know life is a feeling process and that's 
that's one thing that I that I hang my hat on is I again, you know, I, I can't stress enough me- mentally the feelings, how these kids are feeling. And, you know, it's that's that that's been more of my motivation um, with these children. And it's, you know, to your point of as far as, um, you know, being a father and and and. I don't think I'm the best. I got a lot to learn. You None know, of us are the but. best. <laughs> Even when our kids tell us that we're the best, sometimes I'll be looking like, you sure you're talking about me? Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but we flawed and free. So, you know, yet again, none of us are perfect. We'll never be perfect. Right. We do strive to be our best, but none of us are perfect. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, this brings me to the, the question, because I still, I just keep hearing in my head, um, when you made reference to being father and you made reference to being daddy. Mm-hmm. And so how does that coin your relationship with Christ? With How does that, how do you perceive your relationship with the Lord? Based on, yeah. Based, based on, on, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Based yeah, on what? Based on what you've experienced from your earthly father. Okay. How has that affected your spiritual relationship with okay so with your heavenly father gotcha so okay so that's that's a great question because that also that could i can also elaborate a little bit more on me and my father's relationship again i told you that my dad was all about church that's right he was a deacon superintendent of sunday school really really big even to this day like if like if my dad wasn't there that church would not be able to operate. Wow. I say all that to say he never took me to church. He never took me to Sunday school. He never said, son, you need to read your Bible. He never, we never prayed together. The only time we prayed together was when we sat down to eat. So he didn't bring, he didn't bring me to the God that he knew or what his motivation was of serving Christ. I just saw it with my eyes. Now, the reason why I tell that story is because that's how I got on to that is I just thought that's just what I was supposed to cook because that's what my daddy did. Gotcha. I didn't know the meaning behind it. I didn't know the reason behind it. I didn't like going to church. Women falling out, hollering and, and doing shaking and, and <laughs> what we call it back in the day, catching the Holy Ghost. Right, and, right. You know, one minute you talking to me and the next minute you fainted because another man. Like, I didn't understand that. Yeah, you know, it. again. It's going back to your initial question. Can a father be in a home but not be in the home? So to your next question as far as how it felt as my spiritual father, it's a twofold because as a child, I couldn't answer that question because it was what I saw. It's not what somebody told me. It's not what somebody said, read this, and that's what that means. And this is what Sunday school is for. And this is, you know, um, just... Genesis and like you know yeah. you know the reading the Bible studying the Bible again let's go back to my story I told you about my grandfather every time we went to Marshall I looked forward to going to church with my granddad to open the church up he would go every single Sunday like clockwork he would go he would open the church up he would cut on the heat because back then they had the furnace so you had to light it you know, okay. you had to come to, somebody had to come and light the furnace eight hours before church starts. Okay. So the church was, you know, was warm. Warm. <laughs> Again, 
So wow. now I look at my dad now and I see how my granddad hustled to do that. It was do what you see me do, not what I tell you do. Gotcha. Again? Okay, so now let's fast forward to my adult life. I found, to your question, my Heavenly Father on my own. Mm. Right? So to answer your question, what that means to me is... I know I can always talk to my Heavenly Father mm-hmm. about anything. Mm-hmm. And to this day, there's some things I can't talk to my my real father mm-hmm. about. And it's not because it's shame. It's just because it's just not what we do. Right. I didn't, I didn't hug my father until I was almost 30 years old. Okay. And my wife is the one who made that happen. She met us and she's like, y'all not affectionate. Y'all don't, you know. Right. I remember when she hugged. I remember the first time my my wife told my dad that I that he that she loved him, and I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah. She, he like, was like, wrong with this girl? he was like, yo, he's like, he was like, your dad didn't tell me he loved me back, and I was like, okay, welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my dad ain't never told me he loved Not that I don't think that he does. Right, right, right. But he ain't never told me that. <laughs> you know, so, I, you know, I say all that to that say. we are one. Right, Welcome to the club. Right. <laughs> so I say all that to say um, it, it, it didn't affect it. I don't think it had an effect on it because when I found my real Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. I was an adult. And I knew the difference between, you know, I knew... I just I I knew the difference because I found him on my own. Gotcha. You know, and you know, again, things happen for a reason. I think that was the best way because I was able to discern religion with relationship. And because if honestly, if I had have gotten what I thought I didn't get, I may have been programmed to believe something that, as an adult, I didn't believe I didn't believe in. Right. You know, or I didn't. I didn't have a choice. You were able. You were able. It op- It's almost like uh, being being clean. You mm-hmm. were untainted, like a, right. almost like a, you know, a, like a virgin. Right, you know? right, right. Exactly. You, you, you were. There were no outside influences or right. or there was nobody past saying this is what you're supposed to believe. You, yeah, in, there was no you know? ritual. Right. There was no ritualistic sort of religious right. that was where it had taken your mindset to where you were had to repro- reprogram it. I'm, it was I'm just fresh and pure because when I was eight years old, I saw somebody else do it or. Right. You know, I'm going to Bible study on Wednesday because that's just that's what, what I did, did when I was a kid. Right, you know, no, right. when I go to Bible study now is because I got questions. Right. Or I've been through something. Right. You know, um, so, you know, to, to answer again, to answer your question is it's hard for me to decipher the two because I found I found my Heavenly Father on my own. Right. And and again, if if you want to ask me what they both mean to me, um, I can always go to my heavenly father. Mm. Um, So then, so then basically uh, we talked a little bit earlier about being daddy and being father. So mm -hmm. he's both. He's daddy. Because you can joke around, you can play, you can talk to him. You, you mean my heavenly father your is heavenly both? Your heavenly father, you can you talk know, to him. Honestly, you, can, you, you know, you it's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's kind of weird you say that because <laughs> now I guess I got to let you know. Now, we did laugh and we joked. It uh-huh. was very minimal. You mm-hmm. know, there's more now that I'm an adult, you right, know, right, but right. it's it's kind of hard to answer that question because if if I guess you would have to ask it to me in, okay, Donald, in your childhood, 
what was the difference? Right. And then now in your adulthood, adulthood. what's the difference? Because that's I can answer that two different ways. Now in my childhood, no. We didn't laugh, right. we didn't right. joke, we didn't you know, we we did the hunting and the fishing thing and Right. You know, we went to basketball and football games and stuff like that, but we just didn't have um a father son connection. Right. Now as an adult, oh, we laugh, we joke, right. we talk. There's there's you know, there's just even today, I went. I'll tell you this. I went and saw him today, and he hugged me before he left out the house. Look at God. So that's how. But that's not the first time. I'm just saying that's right. how different our relationship is now. Right. Um, again, I'll tell you this. Um, I think that. Here, I'll give you an example. So, I tell you, life is a feeling process, right? right? You can feel things from people. You know, we talk about energy and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? So, but you can't always trust your feelings. True, though, so true, it depends true. on where you're going with it. But with people that you know, you can. Mm-hmm. And this is this is my point when I say this. Is to my point when I say that. Okay. My point is, I feel from my father that he wishes it would have been different. Yeah. Because he sees the relationship with me and my son. And I feel that from him. But I will never, ever, ever, ever hear him yeah. say that. Ever. And I'm okay with that now. That's I'm okay good. with it. I'm okay with that now. But I feel, I truly feel that he wishes um, he would have been the one to step outside of the box. Does that make sense? Because Absolutely. all my uncles, everybody's the same. Absolutely. My dad ain't the ain't got the one. You. I, got you. I got my uh, uncle Robert, uncle Marcus, uncle John. They're all the same. Well, look, you know, it, all my cousins will say the same thing. You, you, I, you know, we were talking about generational curses. So this has allowed you to lead by example mm-hmm. and break that curse that mm-hmm. has been passed down through those men mm-hmm. through your bloodline because now your son. Devin, he's he's a be- oh god, he's so sweet. He's a great <laughs> kid. But what you're teaching him and how to be a man and how to also be able to tap into when he's feeling like he needs to talk to you about mm-hmm. something because you now do that with him, he's going to do some things different with his children. Right. You know, right. and even the same in in your spiritual relationship. I was I was listening to you say like, you know, well, I, I you know my relationship now with God I found on my own. Well, now you're in a position to where you can help support your son with mm-hmm. whatever he chooses. Mm-hmm. You can you can offer up the support and say, hey, son, you know, gonna come sit down with me and read this. With you know, let me show you what I learned when I went to Bible study today. Mm-hmm. You know, this might help you. It helped me. I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew, and that's what I do with my kids now. Um, we we have sometimes Bible study in my bedroom, and my kids every Sunday they have to pick out. So after my children and I talk, we talk about what do they want to get out of the week. Mm-hmm. What what is the what are you? Is there something that you're struggling with? Something that you want to know more about? Mm-hmm. Is there something that you want God to get, to explain or give or reveal? Or is there an area of your life that you want to work on? And so I let the kids tell me what that thing is for the week. Mm-hmm. And so one particular week, my son said that he wanted to work on his confidence, 
And those were like his specific words, his confidence with, and I want to say something about, it was math or something. And these are things that like you don't really pay much attention to mm-hmm. because they're having these thoughts in their own it's mind. It's thoughts, right. Those are exactly. thoughts that they have in their mind. And so I was like, what, what do you want to work on this? What do you want God to help you with this week? in your walk this week and then my daughter will say whatever it is that she's either struggling with or that she wants help with and then we go and find the scripture Mm -hmm. and then they have to write it down and so they as as my daughter she's got a phone so i'm like you i'll let you put it in your phone in your notes (laughs) but you have to memorize the scripture for the week and so every morning before xavier goes to school i have him recite whatever the chosen scripture is for the week and so um he loves it Mm -hmm. he loves it it's an affirming thing it's it's a good way to start their day and it's a good way to help empower them and be in agreement with what God has called them to be. Right. And that it's not always coming from just me, but that's my support. That's my back. That's my, you know what I'm saying? Well, who are you? You know, what do you want out of your life? What do you right. want out of this day? What do you want out of this week? And so when you're going to Bible study and those sort of things, now your father was very avid, you know, very active with the church and the things he needed to do so you know and this is your decision to do but i think it would be beneficial if you you probably already do it share you know what you're learning while they're still young Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to do what like we did you know to that um what i will say is the irony the irony in the story i told you about church with me and my dad the irony is that in is that that's the same way I raised my son. I don't push it on him, but I guarantee you, I bring Devin in here right now, and 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 you say, Devin, I need you to pray for me. He will pray for you, and no, when I say pray for you, he'll pray for you, and that doesn't come from Devin. You need to read the Bible, Devin. Did you read your Bible today, Devin? What is John three sixteen mean? You know, and I and I say that not from a um, judgment standpoint, right. but from a standpoint of that's one of the things that I can pull from my childhood that was good because, again, I was able to find God organically. Right, right. Um, it wasn't because I'm going to tell you, you'll get to kids to a point to where it's like, I've got to go to Sunday school again. You know, it's it's not about, it's about religion. I guess this is what, that's what I'm not going to dance around anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. about religion. You know what I mean? Um, and, and when I say religion, I mean it's you're supposed to go to uh, oh, oh, church oh. on Sunday. You're supposed to go to Sunday school. Nah. We got to go to church on Wednesday. You know, it's, I, I don't push. You want you I, want I bought my son. I bought my yeah. son a children's Bible. Right. I did. You know, but <clears throat> he comes downstairs and he sees me in my study reading my Bible, right? And I don't say, Devin, come in here. This is what I'm reading. Read this. I let him come and say, Dad, what you reading? I'm reading the Bible. This is how our relationship with God, me and his relationship okay. with God started. Gotcha. Is he saw me doing that. He heard me preaching at, um, when we were eating. Um, he saw people when we're all holding hands. Donald, you gonna pray? 
you know, he saw that. And, and, and I'm sure, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth, but I'm sure that we came to a point was like, well, why is everybody relying on, my, relying on daddy to do this? And I, I, I'll tell you, Tim, one thing I can, I can hold my hat on is he found God on his own. But he also realized that he had his daddy by, by his back to answer any questions that he had about Understood. the feelings that he was having. Right. Um, and the reason why I can say that is, again, I can say if we're all holding hands and we're praying before we eat, I can ask Devin. And it's not no, um, uh, um, thank you for having candy. Thank you for Xbox. No, it's not stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's real deal stuff. You know, one thing, one time, my, my sons made me cry a couple times in my life, but one time he really made me cry was was when I was going through something, and I didn't tell anybody. I hadn't told him anything, and we're sitting here praying, and he was like, and, and Father God, could you please help my daddy with whatever he's going through? I didn't tell him that. I didn't tell him anything. That, but... Again, it goes back to my point of, of, of him finding God organically mm-hmm. and not because I told him to go read a scripture. Right. He actually knows what it feels like. So, you know, I a lot of people will say, you know, they'll look at me funny when I distinguish religion with relationship. Yeah. And there's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Um, I, I, I can say that my son has a relationship with God. The religion part, I haven't pushed that on him. No, you know? no, no, no. Um, and, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying anybody who, because everybody has their own uh, definition of yeah. what religion means. That's true. Uh, um, yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not discrediting anybody who who does that. But what I'm saying in my personal experience, mm-hmm. and what brings me joy, is that I didn't say you need to do this. Right. I looked up and he was standing right next to me doing the exact same things, praying the exact same way. And I remember when I spoke my first sermon, um, it's a couple of years ago. And that's um, <laughs> funny because the only person I wanted to make happy was my daddy, you know, um, uh, because he's an awesome preacher too. But uh, man, when I got finished, I looked over and my son was crying. And he, but he was smiling at the same time. And, um, you know, we did the devotion and opened the, arm, you know, opened the doors of the church. We did all that. Um, and immediately when we finished that, I went outside and I said, are you okay, son? And he was like, I'm so proud of you, Dad. Oh. Now, the way that touched me is because... What is he proud of me for? He don't know what preaching. Like he don't know nothing. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He doesn't know the dynamics of that. So that's what made me cry. He's like, son, you don't even know what that meant to me. Right. Just getting up there and doing that, what that meant to me, and then you saying that yeah. is is just it. It's, that's authentic. It's you don't ama- get no yeah, it's than amazing, that. man. It's just. You know, and it all ties into your question as well as 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 um, my distinction between my daddy and and the father. Um, that's something that that's the same relationship that I have with the heavenly father. Right. Um, is what I have with my son is is and and what you said when you introduced me is when people come around me, 
kids, adults, anybody, they can they feel like they can talk to me. Yeah. So that's the best way that um, I can explain that is the difference between my daddy and my father. I can come to my, my Heavenly Father with anything. Um, you know, there was a time in my life, to your point of this whole podcast, that I couldn't go to my, my daddy and do that. Right. Now, you know, and, and you know what, honestly, you know, um, there's certain things I still don't do in front of my dad, you know. Understood. Um, so I say that loosely as though right. I can go and talk to him about anything, you know, is, yeah. you know, um, no matter how old you get, you will always still be that. I didn't that cuss kid. in front of my dad. So I was like 25. So like, <laughs> right. I remember I had my first beer with my dad when I was like, I was probably 25, 26. You right. Know? So, right. You know, that just kind of tells you, you know, just. A lot of people say, well, man, that's just that old school country, just that strict. Nah, he wasn't strict. He was just uh, stand. you know, he was just just mentally just wasn't there, you know. Right. It's, 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 and I hate it's so I'm so glad that I'm talking about it because for a long time, I'll be I'll be perfectly honest with you. I felt like I was bad mouthing him no. or talking bad on his name by saying no. that. And I didn't know how to express that, you know. <laughs> If you were, if we were having a man-to-man conversation, I, you know what? This is great. I'm saying this. So the other day, I was driving down the street and I asked Devin. We were talking. We were having a man-to-man conversation, and I asked him. I said, "Is there anything I can do better as a dad?" Wow. No joke. I asked him that. I asked him. I said, "Is there anything I can do better as a dad?" And I and I'm not playing with you. He sat there and he pondered it for about 15 minutes. And he said, Dad, there's nothing, I, there's nothing I can think of. I said, son, nobody's perfect in this world. I said, it's okay. Tell me what you need me. What, Where can I improve on? And he, he said, Dad, no, there's nothing I can think of. Rewind 25 years ago, I wish I could have told my dad that. You, you, get what I'm, you get where I'm going with that? Wow. You see what I'm saying? I wish I could have. If my dad would have asked me that question and said, son, is there anything I can do better? I would have just said, Daddy, just talk to me. Ask me how my day was. Ask me what I'm going through. Talk to me about them dudes that jumped me and put me in that locker when I was a freshman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, Talk to me about this girl that kissed me on my lips and I don't know what to do. Right. You know, I ain't going to get into the sexual part of it because right, I don't right, know right. the explicitity of your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so... You know, I'm trying to dive into, uh, get to a little meat, more in the meat and potatoes of, of, of what your podcast is trying to unveil. Yeah. And, 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 and in my situation, that's the best way I can put it. Right. Is I just wish that's you would good. just ask me you that know, question. That's, re- that's real good. I think I might have to write that down to remind <laughs> myself to ask my children. That's a, that's a great, great question to ask. And I've never thought about that, mm-hmm. that asking that. You know? A lot of parents, I guarantee you, a lot yeah. of parents are, are scared to ask their, their child that question. Yeah. Because um, Bill Cosby had a TV show that said kids say the darnest things. And, yeah. you know, sometimes we're scared about what kids will say. But honestly, if you think about it. Or if they'll even tell you the truth. Well, kids. At that age, they have no reason to lie. Yeah. So if they tell you something, it's probably the truth. Probably the truth, yeah. right? <laughs> it's probably the truth. What if, you know? what if, what if they, 
Oh yeah, you just you just never know. You just, you, I mean, but you but you don't know until like you said, until you ask until the question. Until you ask the question. Right. You don't know until you ask the question. Just brace yourself because right. you never know. You have to pray and say, Lord Jesus, <laughs> Heavenly Father, whatever comes out whatever this child's mouth, <laughs> please give me the strength to accept it yes. as wisdom yes. and move forward and make it right. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Amen. So did you have did you have any authority figures that played a role in your life when you were growing up? Authority figures. Like authority figures or fatherly figures, coaches, teachers, um, um, uncles, cousins. You know, I think brothers. that was one of the Oh yeah, you don't have any Yeah, you do. You got I got a younger brother. Yeah. I don't have no older brother. So yeah. my cousin was my older brother. Okay. Um, which I love him to death, but he wasn't a good influence. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We always stayed in trouble. Okay. Doing stuff. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> um, but um, you know, honestly that's a great question because I'll tell you something. Um I did have a lot of mentors, mm. right? Growing up, I, um, I I won't call all of them mentors. Mm. Um, I'll say this: um, I had a lot of teachers and coaches who took me under their wing. Okay. And I hope I'm not taking people off track when I say this, but think of a young girl. Who's bouncing from relationship from relationship looking for one thing. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You get where I'm going with that? Mm -hmm. So I was looking for in those teachers and those coaches what I was what I felt like I should have been getting at home. Okay. And 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 as I became an adult, don't think that I didn't realize that my dad saw that. And maybe that could have hurt. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, yes, I had a lot of them. And the okay. reason why I did was because I was looking for what I felt like I wasn't yeah. getting at Makes home. Sense. You Makes get what sense. I'm saying? You Makes know, um, Coach, uh, you know, um, Coach Crawford to this day, I still talk to him. Still, wow. still, still one of my good friends. Okay. Um, he was the one who let me know that I could play ball. Okay. You know, um, he he let me know that I wasn't as good as uh, the guys that I was with at that time. Right. But I had the P word. Right. Potential. Uh huh. I know. You know, and um, that's one thing I tell Devin is you can do anything, son. Anything. I said, but you got to realize that there's somebody out there that can do it better than you. Facts. And. Gotta work. You always have to work at it. You gotta work. It. You have to work at it. So that's something that he taught me. Um, you know, Coach Crawford taught me. And it's not necessarily he taught me, he made me. Wow. He made me shoot jumpers. He made me, um, you know, put my right hand behind my back and dribble with my left hand. Again, those are things that I thought my dad should be telling me. Right. 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 So, um, so yeah, to answer your question, yes, I had a lot of other mentors and um, um, coaches that you know took me under their wing, and and even even outside of school, because back then it was taboo to go fishing with your teacher. Oh, uh huh. You know, uh-huh. um, and, yeah. and 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 there was teachers that would come by my house and pick me up when we would go fishing. Right. You know, but well, back then, that, back but- then it would be like. 
is he a pedophile? Right, he, right. You know what I mean? Matter but they fact, weren't. They you, know. You, you they got to listen to um, the, the another podcast that I did mm-hmm. with another surrogate father. Mm-hmm. And we were, Tim and I were talking about that. Uh, no, 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 no. One of my single fathers on mm-hmm. this episode, he is an educator mm-hmm. and he deals with children mm-hmm. and he deals specifically with behaviorally challenged children as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys that's just just all for the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his deep desire and passion is for children. You got to listen to that podcast because we touch on that. Mm-hmm. He was touching on how, um, you know, how people would look at him kind of like you know what's up with you why do you uh, like kids so I've much i've been there i've been there you know like been there, done right, got the t-shirt. right why you like kids yep. so much so you make sure i'm gonna I'm make sure that when that one comes um comes up in this series that you make that you get linked in to listen to that because he he, he yeah no doubt he put an awesome spin on that it's, he it's, put an it's awesome one of those spin. unfortunate things about reality is that yes it's out there but um you know, and, and honestly, I don't know how to combat it. I've been there. I've been, mm-hmm. you know, I've had people look at me sideways and say, you know, why you just let these kids come over your house and spend a night like that, you know. Um, I mean, I've even been as far as I've heard. I've overheard. I've never confronted a person, but I've overheard them say that, you know, um, maybe he likes kids like that, you know. But um, let me tell you something. A pedophile um, is not going to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and fix <laughs> Waffles and pancakes and sausage and gravy, and then and then three four hours later make um, uh, lasagna or fish or or something, and and then for dinner and then for dinner fire up the smoker and make brisket and ribs. You know, a pedophile is not going to do that. A pedophile has his mind on one thing. His or her mind on one thing. So, uh, so I say I like to say, you know, um, that's something that I'm not. I don't give it. Like I don't explain. You know, if you don't want your he child around thing. me, he then don't bring him like, around me. Yeah. That's that's just a point blank period. If you right. feel if you feel that which I can, I will challenge anybody. I've never given nobody that energy. It's in your mind. Of the, of the way you think like that because I've never given anybody that energy no. so I always just and we, say you and know we ain't what? gonna give it none now if Shoot. you feel like if you feel yeah. like that then don't bring your child around me that's period. that's a, that's a period that's a period but when you bring blank. your kids around me understand they're gonna eat they're gonna get disciplined oh yeah and they're gonna have a good time yeah you know or they won't be over here oh my kids my you know, kids so, don't wanna, my kids go over there they don't want to come home <laughs> they don't want to I feel like y'all coming home mm mm Y'all come on. <laughs> Kids be over there for a whole week. I'm like, okay, y'all do have a house. Y'all do have a house to come to. No, nah, that is, but that is something, you know, unfortunately that, yeah, I do think about it, you know. Yeah. Um, I've been there. Like I said, I've been there. I've done that. But um, this is a calling, man. This is this is, this is is divine. This is God-given, you know. Right. So. And we're not telling, you know, we're not telling people to drop their kids off and leave them with people and not discern and know, we know what they're, what they're about, you know, so this, this, there's a whole nother level of discernment and judgment that you take. I get it, I get it, you You know, know, I I, I get it. The way we grew up, I mean, unfortunately, we grew up in that era, the 80s, come on now. I mean, that was prevalent. And honestly, the sad thing about it, we talked about generational curses. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Ooh. Yeah. That can that, get ugly in oh, the black community. We're we going oh. hey, we to we we definitely talk that about it because was, let me tell you something That else. was normal. Do you know that was normal in our community? Let me tell you, and you're right, but let me tell you something that I actually have planned on talking about in, a, in another podcast. You know, we talk about pet. We were talking about pedophiles, and mm-hmm. we always put it on a male persona, right? Mm-hmm. I have known personally, and I can count to include my own father. And I don't even think he minds telling it. But my dad's an open book. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to do um, this fatherhood series. Um, some things that I want him to talk about, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Whatever you got, whatever you want, I don't have a problem with it." Um, where me, the the pedophiles are women, mm-hmm. okay, yep. and they have molested. And taking a Calvin invite to that one too. And to, I will, I will. <laughs> He's so silly. Um, and so we talking about pedophiles, and we think it's supposed to be painted up and look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And we looking at these men, you know, some people that are looking at me like, why is he so passionate about these kids, or why does he? He's got to be this. No, 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 no. You will be surprised that it's a lot of women mm-hmm. that are meeting oh, this definitely. category, and nobody's talking about it. Absolutely. But we gonna talk about it here. Absolutely. But we talking about men, right? now and while we're talking about me and I think it's a good segue into what you and I were talking about earlier you have started in the in the early part in the, in the early part of um, your 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 group that you're putting together that you're in the process of building mm-hmm. and it's called man up mm-hmm. and I don't want to I don't want to leave this podcast <laughs> without making mention of it because when you told me and I don't know if you remember the day that you told me about it, but my eyes lit up like it was Christmas because <laughs> I knew that if there was anybody that could start a program such as that, it was definitely you. So can you kind of just give a little brief little overview of what your vision is for Man Up and, and kind of where you are with that now? Absolutely. So, um so I started a group called, it, it, it's basically on Facebook. Uh, it's called Man Up, Rise to the Challenge. And um, I got a couple mentors, uh, arm's length mentors. When I say arm's length, I mean like Tony Evans, um, Joel Osteen, um, Eric Thomas. Uh, when I say arm's length, I don't know these guys personally, but right. I, I read their content and I follow them. Um, Tony Evans has an awesome book called Kingdom Man. Yes, he does. I've read it about three or four times. Um, So what inspired me to start this group is, again, uh, I'll kind of reference what you said about me and the kids. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is I'm like that with adults, too. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... Just a mentor at heart. A lot of guys will come to me and say... Uh, you know, I'm having this problem or, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, are you going through this and, you know, this and, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I found myself mentoring men. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them married, some of them single, some of them engaged, whatever the case may be. Um, my cousin, for instance. So I'll tell you a story real quick. My cousin, um, Daniel, love him to death. He was like my little brother. Um he is, I'm 40, he's 33. He's been married five times. Okay. So this last time, I'm, and I, I don't say that to say for you, say, really? Oh, well, I'm saying it to say it's tying you to a story. So the last time he got a divorce, 
it really hurt him. Like his wife, you know, she just left him and, you know, he just didn't have nothing, right? So um, at the time, I was going through it too, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And I remember I told him something. I said, when somebody gives you what you feel is their best advice, it's advice that they should be listening to too. It's what they, That's good. they're really talking to their self. But it's helping both of y'all. You get where I'm going with this? Uh Uh-huh, I do. Okay, so that's where it started. And fast forward. I do it every day on Flawed and Free. (laughs) Fast forward, he lives right around the corner. Okay. He has a new wife. He has a new baby. Oh, wow. He's living, I mean, I'm not saying he's living great, but he's not in the slumps anymore. Right. And I'm not taking credit for that, but I'm taking credit for that. (laughs) Um, so that's where that that's where I realized what you know how it affected me and how it impacted me, and from there God just starts sending me people asking me questions mm. and you know maybe I might be at a bar one night oh and and somebody just organically starts talking to me and we're friends I got I can, I can I can I can go through my phone right now and show you names of people that I've met just organically and just start talking to right. them and they call me every day so fast forward. I was like, you know what? I need to reach more people. And I started this group called Man Up. And it was out of frustration of what the title says. We need to man we need to man up. Mm-hmm. And the I reason why I reference Kingdom Man and Tony Evans is because that is the blueprint of what God wants a man to be, a godly man. Now, it is not easy being a godly man. It's very, very, very hard mm-hmm. being a godly man. Um, but it's absolutely doable. And what I love about the Kingdom Man book is it not only breaks down what you need to be, it breaks down what you don't need to be. And it also breaks down and brings up obstacles of you can call him the devil, you can call him the enemy, you can call him whatever you want to call him, but it's bad energy, but it's out there. It's there. You cannot run from it. And what the kingdom what the kingdom man book teaches you is how to discern that and how to live. You know, it references what I like about it, it references uh, there's a lot of references in the Bible. So a lot of people read the Bible and they say, oh, these are just stories. These are just. And when somebody tells me, said, I said, I, I'll give you, I'll give you, this is a true story. I'll give you a true story. I met a guy, his name is Trevor. I met him at the bar. And we, we start talking about the Bible, right? And I asked him, I said, do you read your, I said, do you read your Bible? I always say your Bible. I don't say the Bible. I say your Bible because people interpret the Bible differently. I said, do you read your Bible? And he said, man, I don't believe in that stuff. And I said, have you ever read the Bible? And he said, yeah, they're just, they're just stories. And I said, okay. I said, do me a favor. I said, read the book of Job. And when you finish reading the book of Job, if you can look me dead in my eye and tell me that everything that that man went through that you're going through right now is not the same thing, then I'll never say anything to you about the Bible again. Came to me two weeks later and said, man, you know what? It scared me that how, how right you were. You know what he told me? And I'm going to put this on a t-shirt one day. He said, I am Job. He said, I am Job. Now, that's going to be one of our slogans and man up. We are Job. 
because as and I tell all them that you can go back and look at one of my posts. I said, hey, if y'all have not read the book of Job, you need to read it ASAP. I've read it several times because it will pick you. It, it will not get you out of that dark place, but it will pick you up and get you on your feet because you realize, OK, this is not something abnormal happened to me, happening to me with your relationship with God and your and your heavenly father and you tying that into reading that word. It will get you on the path of being what I'm looking to build up in man up in the man up community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just kind of the backstory of what I have, you know, what the reason why I started man up. Um, another reason why I started man up is because there's a call to action. Yes. Right now. There's a call to Say action again. for us. I need you. I need you to make. I need you to make <laughs> that clear. No, and, and I said I've said it before, but this is no joke. This is like no, for real, for real. Is no there joke. is an absolute call to action, yeah. and if you do not answer your call, and you do not answer your call in the time, you will miss yep. it. You will miss it. This is not the time to miss Mm-mm. your call. God because said, only God knows when it'll come, come back again, around. Right. And it will come back around, but he yes. doesn't he doesn't guarantee that you'll be there when it does come back around. <laughs> it will. That's that and, and you so know what dumb. what that means is is that's just how much your father loves you. That's right. Is that he's not gonna give it to you once. Yeah. He's gonna give it to you again. But you know what? It's called action. It's called action. It's and not move. only it's not only he doesn't he it, it, it's when we say that, you know, time is not promised. You know, he doesn't promise you that he's going to that you're going to be here if it comes back around again. Right. You know, um, a lot of things. One thing that not only men, which is more important for men to understand, but even women as well, is that the devil has to or the or the enemy or whatever you want to call him has to ask permission to get in your life. He has to ask permission. And if you know, this is one of my things, <clears throat> one of my um, another one of my um, hopes or goals is that I want every man that's a part of my tribe to think that when they wake up in the morning and put their feet on the floor that God said he up again mm-hmm. that's how strong I want our minds to be and my and is my mind strong like no it's not but together we can we can get there and and again that's just another motivation of of man up it's it's like again like I said it's a call to action of what we were talking about previously with these kids being surrogate fathers, um, just being overall better men, better husbands. And then that's a whole other subject we can get into. But yeah. I don't think we understand as men what it means to be and the responsibility that comes behind of being a husband. When I start looking into that and wow. study, I thought I completed my task when I bought the ring. <laughs> No. Uh-uh. That's where it began. That's where the work really began. <clears throat> no. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, they no, said no, what no. The, I've heard people that say, you know, everybody want to get married, <laughs> but people don't want to stay married. Mm-mm. Everybody, everybody wants the wedding, but they don't, they don't want the marriage. Mm-mm. And it's work. Let me tell a guy, you. A guy asked me, my barber <clears throat> asked me today. Um. He. Uh, it's been an ongoing conversation when I get my hair cut. Yeah. He proposed to his girl. Oh, congratulations. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Hold on to that. You might be <laughs> want to take that back. So. <clears throat> that pause. Yeah, pause. Put that on pause. She 
This okay. You know what? I'm gonna do this first. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um, preference it. This is why it's so important for man up and a call to action. Is because of this situation right here. So he bought this ring, right? And it wasn't cheap. And he thought he did his best, right? You know what she said? It wasn't big enough. Mm -mm. It wasn't big enough. That's what she said? And No, 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 no. And that's not it. She said, don't worry about it. I can afford to make it what I want it to be. Right? So when he told me that, and he asked my opinion about it, I said, do you want my opinion? Or do you want me to just... Be like, oh man, that's messed up. He's like, nah, man, I, I respect you, D High, man. I want your opinion, man. I said, you're going Run. down. I said, you're going down the wrong path. I said, you're going down a path of an alpha female that doesn't respect you as a man. Because, in my opinion, she would have accepted it. And at the least, she would have hit you with the five year thing. Well, in five years, you know, can we upgrade it or whatever? You know, whatever that conversation looks like. But the fact that she told you that <clears throat> it's not enough, but that's okay. I'll go and make it enough. I'll go and make it enough. Mm -mm. She doesn't see the kingdom man in you. So that's why I say it's a call to action. And again, I'm telling you something that I didn't read in a book. I know that. I've been through it. So I told him, I'm not telling you to run, but this is what you're going into. Okay, so this is over a course of maybe three weeks. So I went and got my hair cut again. I get my hair cut every week. It's been about four times. So I went again. I always make it a point of how's it going. Oh, man, we're going through this problem. And then again, okay, oh, man, we go through and we talk about it. So fast forward, today I get my hair cut, which you can see I'm, yeah. I'm crisp, you know. Yeah, he's so silly. <laughs> so today I go to him and... He cut his braids off. He got a fresh haircut, all this. He looks different. I'm like, Chaz, what's going on, man? He's like, man, new me, 2020. I got a new place to stay. I'm moving the shop. I'm getting a bigger shop. New me, man. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? So I think I know what this means. So I reference. So how is, so what's, I said, so what's, I said wifey. I didn't say fiance. I said, so what's wifey think about this? He paused, and he was. I said, "I said it's over." He was like, "Yeah, man." He said, "It's over." My point for saying it is, is <clears throat> he ran down to me all of the things that I told him, and that they were true. And he discerned them. He said, "Man, Donald, I prayed about it. I listened to everything you said. I prayed about it, and you're right. You were right." I said, well, what was I right about? I said, because I don't want you to say I was right about her because that's my opinion. I'm right about what I want you to say is, or what I'm asking you is, was I right about what was in your heart? And he said, yeah, that's what you were right about, what was in my heart. So again, <clears throat> to make that make sense is to answer your question is that's why it's imperative for um, for us to step up, man up, rise up to the challenge right. because God put us here for two reasons. As a man, to spread his love and to procre procreate, to grow his kingdom. Right. 
And just because he gave us that waggly thing in between our legs right. doesn't mean that we're fulfilling his promise or right. his, what, what he's asking us to do. Yeah. Make sense? You yeah. get where I'm going with yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so that's my passion behind Man Up is we're really going to stand on God's call to what it means to be a kingdom man, if that's what you believe. Right. Because that's what I believe. Right. I believe that there are, think about it, if you, again, if you're a biblical reader, um, Genesis is the best book to read when you're talking about kingdom men. Because what I told my barber is the same thing to happen to Adam. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You follow me? Mm-hmm. And did God say, Eve, why did you do that? No, he didn't say that. He said, Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. Adam, where are you? Wait a minute. She the one that was dealing with the with the dude and the, the snake, and I didn't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. Right? So that's my point, and that's why I'm so passionate about tying us back to being a kingdom man and also what I would love for it to do is like I I know we had a conversation earlier is you know um, that whole call to action if you look on Facebook so many women complaining and saying you know I look at some women on Facebook and there's like I'm like sing I'm single and it's like why you ain't got nothing else what you mean? I just, I just don't, I don't. Like you looking at, you look at them and you think that okay, well they're good women and they're single or what is it? Why? why what's are the they reason? Single? I just, I'm just curious of that's what's the whole, reason. That's a whole. That a whole other podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Okay. All right, we'll do that. But yeah. uh, okay, <laughs> let me, let me, let me not. I, I think that might have sound a little judgmental, so I, yeah. I don't want to be that. But <laughs> I put that on us. Mm-hmm. I guess let me say that. Mm-hmm. I put that on us. Mm-hmm. Us. And when I say when I say us is because I'm included in that. Because mm-hmm. I'm not where I want to be as a kingdom man. Right. So I put that I guess that was my point where I was getting from that is that it shouldn't be so many single women out there saying, Where is my, my boy? I got you. You get what I'm, I'm saying? Is is at we some should point all be st- right. we God gave us the responsibilities to find Eve and to he gave us your Eve is out there. Eve is out there. It's yeah. it's 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 our responsibility to step up and come into agreement with come it. Come into agreement with it and, and that is and realize exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that you can exactly. find. So, so that that's you, you know that's it. the motivation behind man up um if any of you men are listening to this podcast right now, I would love to have you uh reach out to Tina and 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 let's connect, man. And yeah. let's and let me get your information, and, and and I'll let you into the group. Um, you know, me and Tina, we've been talking, and we got some awesome things yeah. that we're gonna do. It's gonna be very tangible. Um, you know, hopefully we can oh, uh, yeah. we can get together and 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 have you know ministries I'm and excited. and and you know we're 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 we're, we're working on some things yeah. as far as well we can we can join forces and. And, and and just make this thing and just make this thing big because I understand um, flawed and free was yeah. created to help yeah. not only you but to help 
her. Yeah. Um, the same thing about man up is, yeah. and when you come into these situations, don't don't look as the moderator or the administrator as having it all figured out. Oh no. Look at it as we're all gonna grow together. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I stress in man up is. I t- I'm, I'm transparent with myself. If I'm going through a bad day, I'm going to post it in my man up group. Right. You know, we have this thing that yeah. when, when, we, when we all joined, I said, if you're going through anything, all you need to post is man down. Man down. Love post it. man down. And we're going to come running. And that's what we do. When a brother gets down, he's having a bad day, he's going through something, all he posts is man down. And we get on there. What's going on? And from that point, it's on you to put on there what you're going through. But you got to be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing I, I don't like, I didn't like about the church is um, I'll tell you a story, Tina. Um, you know, when my, when my walk got really, really, really strong with God is when I joined Word of Truth Church uh, here in Mansfield. Mm-hmm. And um, what that bled over into is... They had true groups, right? And uh, within these little bitty true groups, it's 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 the new way of doing Bible study, right? You don't go to the church no more. You go to a small group, a house, somebody's house, and you know they host you and they bring you know, you know, you sit in there and you you pretty much have Bible study for whatever that category is. You know, you got singles, you got married, you got so the one I went to was recovery, right? Mm-hmm. And that. It, it just so happened that it was nothing but men in there. It was open for men and women, right. but it was just so happened there was nothing but men in there. And we created this group called the OGs, uh-huh. right? And one thing I like about Greg, Greg, my boy to this day, loving the death. He's my spiritual mentor. Um, the one thing I loved about him is that he was transparent. And when I say transparent, he was transparent. Porn, cheating. Um, everything that destructed him as mm-hmm. being a man, he was transparent. That's one thing I didn't like about the pastors around here. Yeah, you know, I can look at you and tell. Just like I said, life is a feeling process. Yeah. People know when you BSing them. Huh, People know see? when your when your energy is wrong. You may be speaking the word. You may be speaking what I need to hear that day. But I know you got something that you my ain't sister, telling us. My sister that's actually out there and. Um, she she says to me, you know, watch people that don't have a testimony. Right, exactly. Those that they 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 you ain't seen nothing. Exactly, ain't nothing. You exactly. Just, you ain't you recovered just, from something, but you, you just, want to follow. I don't get that, yeah. and and that's what I loved yeah. about our group is that yeah. we were transparent. And right. to this day, I'll show you text messages. Yeah, we still and that's and that's what you know. We that's still what, have we till this day. That was three four years ago. Yeah. To this day. We still have that text message thread going on wow. um, from that family right. that I have, and I've seen those guys grow. Look at that support. Look at that growth. Oh yeah. my God, I've seen those guys. I mean, I've seen wow. um, my boy Jay Love. Him and his wife, they were done. Mm. They were done. Mm. They were done. Both but when? Guys. But after? What I will tell you, without going deep into yeah, yeah, it, yeah. they're still together now. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's yeah. a blessing. You know, the way God I'm not gonna sit here and say they're happy and they're this and that. And, yeah, but you know what? But they still try they didn't to go make to those work. courts. They still there. You know, so um, so again, yeah. like I said, um, uh, the group is called Man Up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so many big things coming, you know, with yeah. it. It's it's very I'll tell you right now, it's very slow and very organic yeah. and very in the first stages, but um Yeah. It'll but, come it'll come it'll come around in God's timing. In yeah, God's timing. you know the right the yeah. right the right people are being placed, mm-hmm. right things are happening yeah. and, and we'll 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 get big. We'll, yeah. Put it before the Lord and see what he has to say. No doubt about it. Well, I thank you so much for coming on. Well, it man, I appreciate fun. it, man. I'm a I'm a virgin in this thing, so it's uh it's been great, man. You and, did uh, great, and and I hope I gave y'all something, you know, uh, a lot. You can't hope I, I gave y'all some content yeah. to, to to ponder on, and yeah. and uh, you know, I just. You know, nothing was fake, man. I just tried to give it to you the real as I could. You, know? you did. You did. You left a whole lot of nuggets. You <laughs> left a 10-piece, a 20-piece, and a <laughs> and a whole lot more than that. So I thank you, brother. I thank no you doubt. for the support. No I doubt. thank you for the love. And again, make sure you keep an eye on Flawed and Free. I'll be posting as Man Up gets up and going in the manner in which it needs to go. And I'll be putting that on my website and I'll also be putting it on my social media platforms to help promote because I think it's going to be a wonderful thing for our kingdom men. Absolutely. And so it's a, it's an absolute must. It's a call to action as required. And I would love to support in any way that I can. So I uh, thank you again for taking the time out of your schedule to come and hang out with me today. Absolutely. So I just want to let you know, for those of you who don't know, who haven't been following me regularly, this may be your first time listening. You can find me at www.theflaw and free.com and you can also find me on all the major social media platforms apple itunes spotify google play soundcloud and a number of other platforms so please 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 go check out the website you can see other uploaded podcasts that have been published already since the inception of flawed and free I'm having a wonderful time. We're in the process of our fatherhood series. And so there'll be several uploads coming up in the fatherhood series. So you all be blessed. And I'm going to tag on out as usual. Less of me, more of you. Flawed and free. Free to be me. Be blessed, y'all.